It's time for the locker room with Coach D right now on TPV Radio. Radio. What's good, men of purpose? You have now entered into the locker room. And we're excited. Man, I am fired up. I think I talked to Coach Andy. I said, Coach Andy, I am fired up because I believe in all of my heart we are entering unprecedented new season of growth amongst men in the earth today. I just think God is doing an awesome and great thing with men. I think he's leveling them up, and I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you tuned in today. Because I know with this series that we're covering now, you're going to level up. You can't help but not to. God is doing some incredible, amazing things in the earth today. I'm talking about, you know, sometimes we get so focused on trouble and the problems and the situations going on in the world where we miss heaven visiting earth here today. The kingdom of heaven is ready to visit earth, and if we don't, we focus in on the problems we'll miss it. We'll miss it. And what we're going to do is we want to make some clear vision today. We want to shore up that vision that you can see heaven visiting, the kingdom of heaven visiting earth here today. Amen. Well, I'm Coach D. Like I said, I'm fired up. I'm excited. Today, I, I got a little swag going on with me, so you better buckle up because it's going to get rough in here today. We have been covering this series we have been covering this series, What is Your Standard of Living? And, and I think this is a monumental thing that God is going to speak to your heart today. I think it's some things that he wants to make sure. I think it's some things that he really wants to pull out and put in you. Man, I'm telling you, it's time to level up. We've been walking in the mundane, mediocre, the compromise far too long. It's time to level up here today, and I'm, I'm here to tell you. I got an amazing staff of coaches here today. I want to do a roll call with my coaches. We've um, These guys are just amazing. They, they have uh, really inspired me. They, they've kept me going. They minister to me continually, and I just love these guys. And uh, I'm just really excited and honored to be walking alongside him here today as we minister. Coach Tud, are you out there, sir? We got Coach Tud with us today. It doesn't look like it. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Unless he's muted. He'll pop in a little later. I'm sure. Well, Coach Newton, I hear you out there. Introduce yourself. Oh. Yes, sir. I am the offensive coordinator that get kicks out of every locker room meeting and every game we play. Yes, I'm Coach Newton, Pastor Christopher Newton. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get ejected from the game again coach d we got our offensive playbook ready to rock so let's get it let's go amen amen uh this next gentleman i've man i met him just recently 
but he is just an amazing influence and inspiration to me. You know, I just really glean on everything that he says. He's given me a lot of wisdom and knowledge since I've met him. Coach Blast, if you're out there, introduce yourself to the people today. Good afternoon, Coach D. Glad to be here. Actually, I'm sitting here with my dad, too, so uh, we're uh, really excited to be in the locker room today and just uh, um, right here to glean off of what you guys have and uh, anything that uh, we might have as well. Hey, man, awesome. We got Papa Lass on the sideline today. I am excited because I'm telling you, it's always an excitement to see that those that have been in the faith, been fighting the faith, good fight of faith for as long as Papa Lass has, and, 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 you know, just an honor just to be right here with him today. I'm, I'm truly, truly honored. I heard so many things about him, and just a really a great man of God. I'm excited. Well, Coach Coleman, are you out there, sir? Introduce yourself to the men here today. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on the call today. Uh, just happy to be amongst the number of men who are ready to give God some glory and uh, to spend some wisdom while we're on this field. So just want to let you know I'm ready. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. Let's Amen. go. Yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm fired up today. We, uh, we're going to get these men back and win in form today. You know, I, it's, it's really funny. I got to share this with you, man. You know, back when I first started reading the Bible, they, we didn't have Google and stuff like we have today. So you had to get your old Bible lexicon out. And you had to flip through pages. You had to get your strong concordance out and flip through pages. You know, I tell everybody, I don't need that today. I got the most amazing asset when it comes to the Word and Scripture, and that's Michael Coleman. I got a Michael Coleman, and if you, if you ever, <laughs> I mean, the man is just truly amazing. He makes me stay up on my game. He doesn't let me slip. He's the man that says, hey, if you say something, you better have some Scripture with it, so I'm just thankful to be operating and, and, and walking alongside that brother. Well, family, i got to give my shout-out, but first, before I do that, and if you're listening and hearing us today, it's not by coincidence. It's not by mishap. This is a divine appointment that you're listening to us today, and there's ways that you can direct other people to listen to. We are just about on every streaming podcast platform known to man out there. All you got to do is go type in Men of Purpose Locker Room, and boom, there we is. You'll find us. And I encourage you, if this is your first time listening, please go back and listen to the earlier series we had, Making of a Warrior, just some tremendous content God has in there. And he's just really doing some awesome things with this platform. I encourage you to go listen to that. And um, we're also on Blog Talk. You can go on, on Blog Talk. You can go TPV Ministries, uh, either the website or the Facebook page, I believe, and we're out there, you know, so there's there's no excuse, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about kind of today a little bit. We're going to touch on there's no excuse not to get this. The only reason you're not getting it is because you're either too lazy or you don't want to. Yeah, I said it. I'm being tough today. I'm being that tough head coach in your face kind of time today. So we want you to go out there and, and listen to this, pull it back down. And just really get this content, this series in. But um, I want to give my shout-out 
first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to my amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is the head of my life and my household. Because you know what? He took an old knucklehead bum like me, cleaned me up, turned me around, and set me in my destiny. And that's why I'm here for, here today with you. I got to give a shout out to my amazing wife. I'm telling you, fellas, I got the greatest wife on the planet. And, and God has really blessed me with an incredible lady that I can walk with in my ministry here at home. She uh, She's just really rock solid. She keeps me in check, keeps me in line. And guess what? She loves me, too. So you can't ask for no more than that. I want to give a shout-out to my amazing, wonderful children and grandchildren. You know, I just thank God for them. They just make being a father and a grandfather just so enjoyable. You know, I'm just really enjoying this time. And I want to give a shout-out to TPV Ministries. That is by way we're coming here today. It's through TPV Ministries, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi over there in Central Texas, you know. I've been knowing them for a few years now, and just to see them rock steady on the vision that God has given them and what he's doing within that ministry and excelling that ministry, i got to give them a shout-out as well. I also want to give a shout-out to Mighty Men's Training Institute for, man, just an awesome, awesome fellowship. Uh, Coach Small, he's another one that's kind of behind the scenes of the locker room. You know, he's kind of the grease that helps things go along administratively and, and focus and, and in prayer. And I just want to give him and, and, and his wife, uh, Tracy, a shout-out today. I love them guys. They're amazing. And I've been knowing them for almost 30 years, and they've never wavered one bit. And that is a true testament of faith for me. So I got to give them a shout-out. And I want to give you a shout-out. Those that are listening today, I thank God for you. I thank the Lord for you this day because I know you just didn't tune in by chance. There is something that you're going to get today that's going to set you off fire. And we want to get you off the launching pad to get you out there that you can fulfill the purpose that God has for you in your life. Amen. Well, Coach Newton, I'm going to get all fired up here, man. I'll be another hour, but I'm going to turn the mic over to you, sir, so you can get your shout out. Well, we got a lot to cover, but we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. Pretty much, yes, Coach D is right. We are on every platform just about, and we're about to take it over by storm. Praise to the mighty God we serve. Yes, you are listening to The Locker Room on blocktalkradio.com forward slash T. P-V Radio. You can also listen to us on our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. And I'm going to wait for this surprise because Coach Mike is going to have the details on that one. So I'm going to leave that alone. But anywho, we got got to give my shout out. To my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And wah, and a special shout-out to my baby boy, Ian Christopher. He turned six years old. Yes. So I'm happy and excited about that. God bless you, son. If you are listening, Daddy does love you. 
Also, we are streaming right now on Facebook, Facebook Live at TPV Radio. We're also streaming on Facebook Live, The Real TPV Fam, also on my personal page, also on LinkedIn, Pastor Christopher Newton, also on Twitter, The Thomas C, and our YouTube channel, The Thomas Voice Radio Network, and we are streaming on Twitch. Yes, gamers need Jesus too. TwitchTV.com, and we are TPV Radio TV. I think I got everything, Coach T. And, of course, I got to give a shout-out to my First Lady as well, First Lady Newton, for holding it down for the clan. So I'm ready to go. I'm locked and loaded. You know I'm already, I'm already worked up from this afternoon. So, Coach T, back to you. Amen, amen. I'm telling you, it's going to get rowdy up in here today. I already feel it. Well, Coach Andy, last, I know you're out there, sir. You got any shout-outs you'd like to get? Because once we get going, we're going to be locked and loaded, and we're going to be firing from all angles. So if you got some shout-outs, sir, Now's the time. You have the floor. Yeah, Coach D. Uh, yeah, just a shout-out to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who's given me every spiritual blessing, given me works to accomplish, and given me all the uh, provision to get it done. And I thank him for the coaches, just what a treat it is to be able to share time with you guys and encourage each other and just get uplifted and uh, share your sentiments on Coach Coleman, just what a what a wealth of uh, scriptural knowledge we have in him. And uh, just, uh, I mean, I feel my defenses rise up every time that coach gets up to talk. So it's wonderful. And Coach Small, just uh, then Mighty Men's Training Institute. And uh, finally, my, uh, my wife, who just provides such strength and uh, support through all of this as well. Amen, amen. And you let uh, you let Pop Last know too if there's something that he want to get in. He has, he's more than welcome uh, to be with us today. We're just excited if he has any influence, knowledge, or the Lord gives him something. You know, he's more than welcome to share. Amen. Oh yeah, he's, uh, he he will. He'll. Uh, you never have to give him an invite. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Well, Coach Coleman, I'm fired up, man. I'm ready to go, man. I think once this thing gets off the ground, we're going to get up to altitudes that we've never seen before. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to get some shout-outs, sir. You got any you'd like to get out the way? Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I'll go ahead and toe the line. Definitely want to give it up to the one and only true and living God who manifested himself as my Savior to make sure because he knew I needed one. Uh, amen. I want to give it up to him. I want to give a shout-out definitely to um, my wife and, and definitely being here, making sure the fortress is working solid like it should be and, and ensuring that I stay healthy. I want to give a shout-out to my mom and to um, my family members, especially this season as we uh, enter into a new a new season for our lives. We've got something happening around here. And definitely want to give a shout-out to the pastor and church family, 
Zion Apostolic Temple um, and, uh, here in Petersburg, Virginia. And uh, I want to continue to give a shout-out to every single one of the listeners that are out there, everybody who's tuning in and who maybe, you know, just trying to figure it all out. I want to give a shout-out to you because you still tuned in, and regardless of what you were thinking in your mind or how you were feeling, you, you chimed in, you tuned in, and you, you tuned in, and hopefully we'll tune you up on today and get you down the road to the places where you ought to be. So we're looking forward to seeing God continue to cast those dreams for you in your steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So we want to see you step into new new places on today. So that being said, and I definitely want to give a shout-out to TPV Radio. I want to give a shout-out to this platform. Give a shout-out to the simple fact uh, that this is an opportunity to get on the air and to change the atmosphere for so many people. So uh, shout-out to you, Pastor Newton, and definitely Coach D. And all those that came out before and continue to pull on me to make sure that uh, we get the best word out that we can. So I'm grateful to all of y'all. In Jesus' name, that's my shout out on today. Amen. 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 Well, guys, come on in close because we're getting ready to launch this thing off. And coaches, if I get too excited there, I need y'all to kind of, kind of give me that 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 hands up sign there because I, I am fired up. And I don't know why it is, but I'm just fired up about Jesus today and what he's going to do. I'm fired up about the Holy Spirit working. So with that being said, I want to open this session up like none ever before. So Coach Coleman, I'm calling out on you right now to let's get one of them yoke-breaking, bondage-snapping, ground-plowing prayers to the atmosphere right now that we can move forward with this show. So Coach Coleman, lay it out for me. All right, let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you in advance for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your kindness, for your truth. We thank you for every time, dear Lord. We ask of you, Father, you will come through. And Father, you've never failed. You've never failed. Father, for we know this. We may have failed, dear Lord, to ask. God, you've never failed to perform. So Father, we pray now, help us even on today to ask for the unexpected thing. Ask for the thing that we do not believe is possible. We're asking that you might infiltrate the airways and touch every heart that hears every word that's spoken. Let that word penetrate that good soil, Lord, to bring forth good fruit, that we might be able to see the manifestation of that fruit in this season. So, God, we're grateful for all that you're doing and all that you continue to pull on us to do. Lord, we thank you for the call. We thank you for being chosen. We thank you, God, on today that you have made us who we are, that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that we are the seed of Abraham, and we have the right to every single one of your promises. So, Lord, touch, heal, save, and deliver. Turn over those things that need to be turned over. And renew, dear Lord, those minds that need to be renewed. In Jesus' name we pray. If you believe it, say amen. 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 Well, you know, guys, I started this. I started out, I said I was fired up. And let me tell you why I'm fired up. As the Lord was sharing with me this series that we now that we're in right now about what standard are you living by? You know, today's culture is a direct reflection of men have to have had their standards lowered. See, because I'm so frustrated because your standard isn't based on your political party. Your standard isn't based on your opinion. 
Your standard is based in the word of God. And we've gotten so far away from that to where we've just got total chaos in a society today. We've got people confused about what gender they are. We got families torn apart because of where they vote or voted. We 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 torn away the culture that that God is really wanting us to set for His kingdom. You see, because this is a a kingdom culture is what we what we should be experiencing. But we've gotten so far to the left of that. And I know God in this season, if He's got to use us coaches here to bring that back in line, we want to. We want we want all of hell shaking in their boots right now that they can will no longer have control over God's people anymore. And that's what it's about. You know, I see so much garbage in this world today that we have accepted. And once you've accepted, you can't complain about it. So what that tells me is that there's no standard that is being set. There's no flags being thrown. We still got the flags in our pocket watching watching it go on. And we covered this uh, uh, in Mighty Men's Institute, you know, when we were in one of our sessions, that if you're watching the football game, and it's obviously a play that everybody sees and the ref still has the flag in his pocket, that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. We complain, we talk about it. There's obviously a foul, but the ref still has the flag in his pocket. Our flag is the word of God that we should be throwing out on each and every situation that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. We should be throwing that thing. So today, we're going to get those flags out of our pocket. We're going to move forward. We're going to show you how, why you should, and then what scripture really, really set this tone with me. I read it about maybe two or three months ago. And let me tell you, man, I've been chewing on this thing, and it's Ezekiel 22.30. Ezekiel 22.30. So here at the locker room, we're going to share some words with you. So if you got your Bibles together, your, your whatever your tablets or smartphones, however you choose to get to the word of God, uh, I want you to go there. I want to read this. It's Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter in the 30th verse. And this verse, let me tell you, it really set something on fire with me because I believe in my heart that God is still shouting that today. Because, you know, there is so much that we as men are required to do that we move away from it. There is so much that God is expecting out of us that we haven't even touched the surface. Ezekiel 22.30. If you got it, Psalmist, go ahead and read that. Yes, sir. Ezekiel. I, I am reading from the Amplified Version, and it reads, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap for me for the sake of the land, that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. Not even one. That's Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Now, 
this isn't just anybody talking. This is God talking. He searched for men that would have a standard to raise in the land that he would come and heal the land. But guess what? He found none. And if you caught last show, we connected. We kind of connected the dots for you. And we, we, we set the tone without faith. Your standard will always be below what the kingdom of heaven has established for us. Without faith. So today we're going to pull out on you, pull on your faith a little bit. Because a lot of times you think you don't have enough faith or you, you think your faith's too weak or you, you, you haven't even been taught about this thing called faith. But the Bible says every man has been given a measure of faith. Mm. Every man has been given a measure of faith. So do you choose to operate in faith? Oh, wait a minute now. It's a choice. Huh. Coach Newton, faith, Uh-oh. operating in faith is a choice? Every man has been given a measure of faith. Break it down for him for a minute. How Uh-oh. do I operate in faith? Go ahead, sir. You have the floor. Okay, well, I'm going to start this off, and I'm trying not to get kicked out already. But, see, yes, to answer your question, faith is a choice. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a choice. So what we have to understand, this thing called free will, and there's another added bonus for most of us men, it's called pride. See, sometimes we don't want to be because we're too prideful. Uh-oh, I don't think they caught Come that. On. See, we're not faithful because we're too prideful. Well, why do you say this, Coach? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. See, sometimes we get caught up in our status quo. Sometimes we get caught up in bumping other chests with other men comparing our our boats and our trophies and all these things that we think manhood is. But do you ever hear in a conversation that men are actually giving honor for having faith in the impossible? No. Wow. Because we we obtain things based on our determination of how we are built. We are built to divide and conquer. Yeah, sorry to say that, but it's the truth. We are built to, when we put our mind to do something, we execute it. See, but when it comes to the things of God, we always tend to fall short. Uh Uh-oh. Why? Mm. Because we like to see, touch, taste. See, men are visual. Let's just keep it real. Most of us did not meet our wives because we were blindfolded. I'm just going to keep it real. Some of us didn't meet our wives because we were walking in the dark room. We bumped into each other, and when the light came on, we were like, "Woo, that's my one. No. See, we are visual. Men are visual. So, therefore, we have to believe 
in something we can't see. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble. See, we mm. are so accustomed to taking it, holding it, and conquering it that when we have to believe in something we can't see and we have to have total trust in it, that's Uh-oh. a little thing for me. Now, on, I'm going to talk about me. I don't know about the rest of you listening, but I'm just going to talk about me because if I couldn't touch it, if I couldn't hear it, if God didn't say, hello, Chris, I am God, I was not trying to hear it. I'm just being honest. So Uh, what took me the reset myself is the fact that, number one, is called growth. You have to choose to grow. See, some men are twice our age, and they're still trying to be a teenager. I'm just saying. Mm. We could just Mm. look outside. And see, some men want to prosper in life, but they're still not happy. They got their Lamborghini, they got their mansions, they got their maids, they got their servants, but they still are not happy. Why? Because they chose to conquer without faith. See, when you conquer things and you add God in the mix, let, let, let me see. I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to get kicked there out. There it is. See, when you add God in the mix, when things happen in the mm. natural world, you have no choice but to give God praise. Why? Because I can talk from personal experience. If it was not for God, none of this would be taking place. None of it. I'm just going to be as transparent as I can possibly be because I was not qualified, Coach D, to be a pastor. I ruined myself according to the Pharisees and Sadducees of modern day, meaning some mm. of our leaders. Uh-oh, that's a whole nother subject. But anyway, I had to put my trust in God, not men, not people, but my relationship with God had to be sound. So I had to trust him with the little. And when I trust him with the little, I was able to be more comfortable to sit on the driver's side or the co-pilot seat, strap myself, took off. Why? Because I finally gave up my pride, arrogance, and trusted in a God. Yes, I could not see, but if you have relationship with God, then you're not going to have no problem trusting in a God you can't see because he will Mm. remind you of who you are and who he is day in and day out. I better stop right there, Coach D, before I get kicked out. We ain't even done with halftime yet, and I'm about to get myself ejected from the game. So I'm going to pass the mic over, so back to you. Amen, amen. I told you, men, you're in for a treat today. You better buckle up because the coaches are fired up. Because you know what? They're sick and tired, too. You know, we we, we see this stuff and and we hear this stuff, and 
And guess what, men? All of this is happening on our watch. All of this. And we don't start now to raise that standard. What are we leaving to the next generation coming up behind us? We've gotten so far away from the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to where our culture has, has, has just gone in chaos. But before I get too far in it, Coach Andy, look, I know this is one of your favorite portions of Scripture. And, you know, the guys out there saying, look, man, I, I, I go to church Easter and I go to church Christmas and I do the bare minimum and I do these things. And, and Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we're talking about the foundation to raise our standard, and we're talking about operating in faith, and then without it, it's impossible to please God. Break it down for the guys. Why is this so important to get? Coach Andy, you got the floor. Well, Coach D, um, you're right. This is one of my favorite uh, verses, and it basically says, without this, it's impossible to please God. And uh, there's probably several reasons why God expects us to be uh, to reach out to Him in faith. Because currently in our in our uh, fallen state, we had to because He was separated from us. We had to reach out in faith to believe. But uh, without that, it's impossible to please Him. But it and it it goes on in that verse to say that you have to believe that He exists. And then he rewards those who earnestly seek him or diligently seek him. And so Amen. I think that's the key for us is he says, if you uh, seek me, you will find me. You know, if knock and the door will be open. And uh, we just, uh, he's really looking for a people who are searching earnestly for him. And he diligently re- rewards those people. And uh, it's, it's just a, it is a cornerstone for me in my walk. I just think that each of us has been given a portion of faith. We all have the same yeah. amount of faith, so we can't really, like, I can't say that uh, Coach Coleman has more faith than I do. I can't say you have more faith than me. We've been given the same portion. But what do we do with our faith? How do we exercise it? Do I, do I take my faith to the gym? Do I go or do I sit on the couch and fill my life full of stuff that impedes my faith? Uh, and Come the on. thing that I think stops faith from operating is unbelief. And so we need to work out every day getting unbelief out of our life so that our faith is stronger. And that way we can use that same level of faith. And that's the thing. Uh, Coach Coleman and Coach D, you guys have very little unbelief. And a lot of people have more unbelief. They just gotta earnestly seek seek God, and as we seek Him, that unbelief will disappear. Uh, I'll ask Woo! my dad. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, Hebrews is a great book, <laughs> and uh, I really love, uh, especially Hebrews' sixth chapter, 
where it gives us the very foundation of what uh, Jesus taught. And it says, uh, uh, Paul comes up not laying again the foundation, then he tells us what the foundation is. And he says, it's repentance from dead works. We make the standard sometimes as just repentance from sin. But it's far more than just repentance from sin. It's when we really get sick and tired of just doing dead work. The dead wow. work can be anything from sitting on the couch to trying to keep the letter of the law, which killeth. You see? Mm. A lot of things are, are, are dead work. And so when we repent of dead work, when we're sick and tired of leading our own life, when we're sick and tired of the, 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 uh, the fruit that Adam and Eve ate of, to want to know our own good and evil and to become gods unto ourselves, when we get sick and tired of that, then we're in the first place. And then it takes faith toward God, the God that so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever yeah. believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. We have faith toward God. And then we have the baptism, immersion into Jesus Christ, immersion into our Heavenly Father, baptized in the Holy Spirit who is with us, in us, and upon us. We concentrate so much on salvation that we forget about sanctification. Without sanctification, we're lost in this world, and we're accomplishing nothing. We need that Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to get up every morning, and like it says in Romans, the 12th chapter, present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's what repentance from dead works is really all about. It's the very first step in the foundation of our faith. Wow. That's about all I got to say. Wow, that's about the last, y'all. I knew it. Amen. Don't worry about getting kicked out the game. <laughs> that's Papa Lance. That's that's one of them guys that's been on the battlefield for years and years. And you know, we always honor those uh, the veterans, and we honor our police force, but we very seldom honor those that've been fighting the space for as long as Papa Lance has been fighting. So, thank you for your service, and thank you for your faith, Papa Lance. I'm excited to be here with you. Amen. That was good stuff there. Coach Coleman, man, I was looking at Hebrews 11.1. 1, I was reading this, and, you know, it made me think, we have a Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, where we honor all of the greats from the past and their accomplishments, and, you know, you go there and you can pay your money, you can walk around, and you can see these pictures and these busts of these men that, that they considered great that played the game years ago. But you know what? We can take some of the same lessons because some of the kids that have gone to the Hall of Fame, they may have said, you know, I want to be I want to be just like Roger Staubach or I want to be like uh, Terry Bradshaw. I want to be like some of these other greats. So what they did was they looked and made a benchmark of their accomplishments and said, you know what? I'm going to use this to propel me into greatness. Now, Coach Coleman, we got the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. And it talks about those that before us that operated in faith. Tell the guys how important it is to continue to strive to live and, and 
grasp the legacy that they walked in for. I know I said a whole lot, sir, and I know you digested that because you, you have such discernment and insight. But basically, the guys want to know, how can I take the, the faith that like Abel and Enoch and some of the guys in the Hall of Faith and apply it to my life today? I want to be the next Noah. Talk to him, coach. All right. Well, the first thing I want to call out is the fact that uh, you can you can use them as an example and the simple fact that faith works because every, every single one of them had some work that they should not have done. They had some flaws. They had they had things that uh, were did not make them righteous, uh, but because of their faith, they became righteous. I, I know that there is some doctrine out there that talks about it being be, because you're from this tribe or whatever because of the bloodline. But you will find throughout Scripture is not because of the bloodline, but it's because of your faith that makes you a child of God. Um, Amen. I believe it's in Romans uh, 8 and 9. Or I can look it up, but uh, you look, you begin to find out that these are the things that make you different uh, from everybody else. It is simply because of your faith. Your faith sets you apart. Uh, your faith is what sets you into um, into uh, the, the, a different atmosphere, if you will. Um, I, I know for at one particular season, let me give you an example uh, one particular time, Michael Jordan had to play the Detroit Pistons, and he had to uh, he had to add 15 pounds to his body in order to compete at the next level, uh, and he had to be consistent. So, with faith, it brings on uh, the desire to be consistent at a different level, to operate at a different level, and that faith pulls you out of mediocrity into uh, doing those things which they they say cannot be done. So many of the people are in the Hall of Fame because they chose to believe God for the thing that others said could not be done. And if mm. you want to be like them, you end up in the Hall of Fame. You have to do what uh, I'll use, boy, in, I think, Mark and Tim chapter, Blind Bartimaeus. When people try to tell you to be quiet, don't be quiet. You've got to cry out for more. You've got to believe Come that on. it's your moment for more. You have to recognize that Jesus is walking past you, and if you want to change your life forever, you need to cry out in faith. You need to cry out in faith because guess what, y'all? Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is what changes or exchanges things. If you want to be able to do that, you need to use faith. And I want to say this specifically. The Bible goes on and says the just shall live by faith. So if you want to yeah. be stronger and you want to be just with God, you have to just, the just shall live by faith. Another scripture goes on and says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let me stop here and I'm going to put a pause. Here is what we need to understand. You can't live by what you feel. That's it. You must live by what you know. Man. Your faith, your faith must be predicated on what you've heard God say. Because that same chapter in Hebrews 11 says, by faith, we believe God framed the world. By faith. So if you want to change your world, believe what God has said. Because God framed worlds by his word. So you can reframe your world by the word of God. So you might as well take on that word of God. And I'm going I'm to use this last one. If you've ever been hungry in your natural body, if you've ever really been hungry in your natural body, we would now have a terminology, we call it hangry. You get to the point where you're hangry, where you're fasted, maybe you're hangry. Uh, right? You get to that point. But here, 
guess what? That same thing can happen in the spiritual body. And Come on. you get to the point where you, you really don't know what's going on. You can't figure out why you're getting the attitude and why things uh, seemingly you, 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 you're popping off at the wrong people. You know what? Your spirit man is hungry for the word of God. It lives by faith. It lives by the word. You can't get you look. You need the word of God to increase your faith. Faith comes. Faith is faith is quintessential to your walk, and it will build your worlds. So I'm going to encourage you. You see these people in the Hall of Fame, just as you said, they went through it. They went through the through. Mm-hmm. They did the dirty dirty, but look what God used them. He used their faith to take them to the next level. So you should be encouraged. And if God can use them, surely he can use you and me, for that matter. Back to you, sir. Amen. 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 Man, I hope you're digesting this, man, because this is stuff that's going to get you to that next level. This is that stuff that's going to turn that old proclamation. You say, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. See, we're sick and tired of you being sick and tired, and that's why we're trying to get you to level up here today. So I encourage you to write these scriptures down that you're hearing. Go back and read them. Get them in your heart. Claim them, because you're going to level up today. We're determined. See, because we've been watching you out there on the field, and we've been watching too many mistakes, too many fundamental mistakes. And if you know, if you ever coached before, that is the thing that will get you the most is the fundamental um, missteps uh, um, and mistakes on the fundamental stuff. Because you know what? You can't win without being fundamentally sound. And that's where we're seeing today in the world and in the earth, and that's what we're shaking. See, the enemy has ran rampant far too long in your life, and he doesn't have to. You know, the word of God says, resist the devil, and he will flee. And part of that resisting is getting this word down in you. You just can't say, devil, get out of here and watch him leave. You got to get the word on him. You got to put the word on him, and he will leave. That's the resistance that we are to have. But let me show you something here. Watch this. Turn with me to Romans, the first chapter, in the 16th verse. And, and I'm going I'm to get a little hard on you here. I'm going to step on some toes here because this one really challenged me. And it challenged me, and if the scripture challenges you and you digest that and you, and you internalize that and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal that scripture to you, it'll change some things in your life. Romans, the first chapter, the 16th verse. And this is the Apostle Paul talking to the church in Rome. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, let me stop right there, coaches. Let me stop right there. That one stood out and hit me right between the eyes. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm. You know, coaches, we got to talk to the men because sometimes we get so geared into being politically correct, Uh-oh. not offensive. We don't want to get called these phobe names. But the Apostle Paul said right here to me where he's speaking to me, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. If the gospel of Christ said it's wrong, then it's wrong. If it's mm. a duck, if it quacks like a duck, then it must be a duck. Mm. He said, for it is the power of God 
to salvation for everyone who believes. Now, see, now this one, this one, I'm going to break this down, and I'm going to have each one of you coaches break it down with me, too. Sometimes, well, I'm not going to pick on you. I'll, I'll use myself. Sometimes I find myself qualifying who will believe and who won't believe. Mm. And that's not my job. My job Whoa. is just to share what I believe. That's my job. But I want to qualify, well, he's, he might receive this or she might receive that or I don't know. You know, they're living that alternative lifestyle. They 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 part of that that alphabet community, or they're they you know they're they're this or they're that, and I don't really know. The Apostle Paul tell me, hey, look, if you got to take that stance, then you must be ashamed of the gospel, because if you're not ashamed of the gospel, you'll know that it has power to change. Hello. No matter where you come from, what you look like, what side of the aisle you sit on. First for the Jew, I mean for the Jew first. And also for the Greek, now watch this, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as written. And Coach Coleman said, the just shall live by faith. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, Coach Newton. That's a whole lot I just said in there. That is a whole lot. But that hit me right between the eyes. And the Apostle Paul, he says, let's go to, I'm going to help you out of here a little bit, Coach Newton, because I really want you to, I really want you to get the guys, get to the guys on this. In 15, he says, so much as as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Now, we know that a lot of the Rome, a lot, of, a lot of those in Rome wasn't a real, what you call a, a big Jewish community. There wasn't a lot of church folks, if you want me to say it plain. There wasn't a lot of church folks. Now, see, we don't have no problem talking to other church folks. But what about them non-church folks, Coach Newton, that we need to be talking? Are we ashamed of the gospel? Come on, church. Uh, come on, Coach Newton. Talk to them. Uh oh. Well, well, yeah, you definitely gonna get me kicked out the game, coach, with this one, cause you know how I feel about this. See, we, as you know what, let me draw back. Some of us in the church community feel this way. Not all of us. Now, if we didn't learn anything yet, coach. That it's time for something fresh. It's time for something new. Business as usual is not going to work in this season. See, we are so used to doing things so mandated, and I say this all the time, capital M-A-N, mandated, meaning that we execute the plans as the leaders of the house we put Mm -hmm. our own spin on rules and regulations we do all these things and make it church wrong see that's where we've gone wrong for the last god knows how long 
see, the problem is you have to understand that you are the church first. Uh-oh. Amen. I'm going to be mad with that. You have to be one with yourself to know and have a relationship enough to know that the building can't save you. Uh-oh. That your faith doesn't come from the building. Your hope doesn't come from the building. Your faith doesn't come from the building. What comes from the building? I'm glad you asked. It's called fellowship. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. People are going to get mad with that one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, 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 see, we kind of do things like the Romans do, Coach D. We have our own culture. Now, the people that don't understand the culture, oh, boy, I'm getting in trouble. See, when they don't understand the culture, we automatically kick them out the society Uh or kick them out the organization. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be a fellowship. I'm sorry. We kick them out the fellowship. Well, the problem is we are at a time of reset and relationship. Oh, boy, what is he talking about? I'm tired of hearing Coach Chris talk about this relationship. Well, I'm sorry. Because I've been saying it before COVID. I've been saying it during COVID. I've been saying it mid-COVID. I'm saying it post-COVID. And I'm in the relapse of COVID. God is calling for relationship, particularly to the men. Why? Because the men we have... Number one, VIP, business, casual, first class, ear, nose, flights with God's plan. If we put Uh-oh. our pride down. Now, we, can't, we cannot be effective to the unchurched. This is what I mean by that, because we use that as cliches a lot, the unchurched. Well, we got a lot of unchurched in the church. Uh-oh. Yeah. We we got a lot of folks that don't understand the churchdom or the church culture, and they go to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you have people that come into the culture of your fellowship and they shake the foundation a little bit by them being Bold about their questions about Jesus Christ. Uh-oh. Bold about why can I be all the alphabet? Or why can I be an atheist? Or why can I smoke my you-know-what? <laughs> Come on. See, this is the mm. stuff that we're not prepared for. That's why it sounds foreign to some of us because we're not we don't keep our ear to the ground uh oh come on see come on we're so heavenly minded but no earthly good what does that mean i'm glad you asked well we're so caught up in our shande we're so caught up in serving in all the committees in the church 
we're so caught up of being the next person to be in the front row because we gave our $1,000 seed offering, uh-oh, that we forget to keep our ear to the ground. We forget that God is calling for a new generation of believers. See, it's no longer business as usual. We Mm -hmm. have to understand what we're dealing with. And the majority of the people that we are witnessing to, they don't understand this churchdom from a can of paint. Does that mean Mm. you be worldly? No, that's not what I'm saying. Does that mean you sag your pants again? No, that's not what I mean. What I'm meaning is, is that we have to be just as strategic as the enemy is. How do we do that? Well, first of all, when we get our pride out the way, our execution of how we can deliver the people will be a lot more clearer. Why? Because our intellect and our emotionalism isn't in the way. We won't get mad that somebody wants to teach, train, and trust us with the new download of information that God is giving in this season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A new playbook has been released, but nobody has seemed to get the memo. So we're sitting here still doing the same stuff. Nobody's getting set free. No man is coming to God. Why? Because they heard it all before. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I said it. See, they heard all the lingo, the cliches, all the stuff we throw at folks that don't know God. They heard it all before. They even watched it on TV. Uh Uh-oh. See, that's a whole nother Mm. show. See, all I'm saying is this. We have to be strategic, meaning just like how you are strategic at chess. If you never played it, please play the game. Why? Because there is a scriptural significance to how we walk this walk as men, how we walk this walk by faith and not by sight, and walk this walk being defensive to what the devil is bringing at us as men. We are the first line of defense, and we crawling under the rock because we have no tools to combat it. Let me stop, Coach. I need to stop because we're losing everybody right now, and I'm stepping on too many bunions, and I need to just stop before we get kicked off. So I'm a pump my brakes right there. There's a whole lot more I can say mm. about this, but we got plenty of other coaches that have something to say about this. So, Coach D, back to you. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. We are, I'm telling you, men that are here today that's listening, this stuff, this right here will level you up. If you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart, As we're talking here today, you're going to level up. You're going to level up. And that is our goal, that in Christ Jesus, you will hit a new level. Amen. Well, Coach Flash, we've been talking about faith, and I read in Romans 1.16, 
But I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna, I'm not switching gears here. But I want you to talk to the men today here. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six, nineteen and twenty. Coach Last, tell the guys how faith can be impacted in this scripture. You know, because sometimes we do. We think we don't know the latest Christianese, or we don't have enough. Um, Scripture memorized Or we may only been going to church For a couple months Or you know what I've never really been one that To really speak out But in Ephesians 6 19 and 20 says And for me that utterance may be given unto me That I may open my mouth boldly To make known the mystery of the gospel For which I am an ambassador in bonds That then I may speak boldly As I ought to speak Coach Blast, let's get some men out here speaking boldly. What do you got to say to them? You have the floor, sir. Well, uh, Coach D, I'm glad you brought that up. And it, it kind of, just to go back a little bit to uh, uh, Romans uh, 1, where he was saying that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It kind of goes that. He says, and here he says um, that, in verse 14, it says, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks both, to the wise and foolish. That is why I'm so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. He is obligated. We we have an obligation. I think if we understand the responsibility that's put on us, that we are not Woo! just uh, responsible and obligated, but then the gospel is something not to be ashamed of because it's a gospel of power that brings salvation yes. and brings yes. righteousness for a righteous God. And so when you yes. take those into consideration, you go, hey, I'm going to have no fear because fear is the opposite of faith. And, you know, you brought us this subject that is so good because if you, if you build up your faith, you will have no fear. And if you focus on faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God and uh, just and my father brought up a point i'd like him to share about that is how as we um how we can increase in faith amen yeah. uh it it does say that you know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god and you were talking about all those great giants of faith in the 11th chapter of uh, hebrews and mm-hmm. each one of them heard from god and that faith came by he- hearing from god but faith yeah. grows through faithfulness. If we're faithful in a little, then God gives us more. And so we mm. have to be faithful with the little faith that we have so that our faith will increase. That When the apostles came to Jesus and asked them to increase their faith, he taught them about the faithful servant. Yep. And that faithful servant, Amen. you know, he, he did everything he was told to do. And, and he didn't expect a reward for it because it wasn't commanded of him. And mm. that brings us right back to that question from Ephesians. You know, why why would we be ashamed of the gospel? Why wouldn't we be out there preaching the gospel? Why wouldn't we be sharing? Why would we be ashamed of the gospel when basically uh, it, it's what we're commissioned to do? It's it's what it's the message of what God's done for us. It's it's deliverance to people. It's the power to set them free. Uh, all too often we we have the devil speaking up loud and Christians kind of shunning and getting back because 
we'll never be in the majority. If we're waiting to get in the majority to have boldness, well, we're, we're going to be waiting a long time because it's as great as wide as the way that goes to hell, but narrow is the way that goes to salvation. We're, we're not going to be in the majority. We're going to be standing out there by ourselves, but it's not by ourselves because we got the power of God in us. When we're preaching the gospel, the power of God is with us uh, to deliver and to set free, to heal, to, to reconcile, to do all the wonderful things that God has, uh, to bring us right back, really, to where we were in the garden before the sin. And so uh, uh, why would we be ashamed of that? Uh, and God will confirm with signs and wonders his word. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, and then I wanted to add here, in this verse, it tells us that he, uh, to fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Yeah. And so when yeah. you go to Ephesians chapter 3, it reveals what the mystery of the gospel is. You know, that God's grace in us and how he's given this salvation to the Gentiles. And it, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So these things are, if we understand these things and if we meditate on these things and declare them in our lives and we just ask the Lord to reveal the spirit of wisdom and revelation, these things in our lives, the boldness just has to come because we are obligated, not just to others, but to Christ himself who's commissioned us to go and tell the world about. It'd be like if you had something so good and you didn't want to share it. You know how I am. If I have something good, if the word Lord speaks something and you're the same way, we're just going to share it because it's just it's contagious. You just can't hold it in. And that's that same type of fearless uh, boldness just to share with others. The good news. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff. Woo! Man, this, I'm telling you, man, you got to get this. This stuff is groundbreaking for you. This stuff is the stuff that will set you free. You know, because coming up as a kid, I was very introverted. I was very introverted because... I was I was always this fat kid, and everybody talked about me and teased me. So, you know, I wasn't never, I didn't have that boldness like some of my other friends did. You know, I was always the one that I only spoke when I was spoken to. I didn't have that boldness in me. But today, God has turned that around. And we are here, me, Coach Lab, Coach Newton, Coach Coleman. We're sharing this all around the world. We're all in different locations coming together, and we're speaking boldly. Because why? We love this man, Jesus, and we are in a covenant relationship with him. And it's not about my life, but it's about what he wants. So that's where that boldness come up. But Coach Coleman, man, the guys directed me to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, and 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 they they got a good point now, and I want you to break it down to us. Second Corinthians, uh, chapter five, verse seven. And they they want to get to what we're talking about, Coach Coleman, but they don't quite understand this because to tell you the truth, I can see their point a little bit because we're creatures of nature. We we've got connected to us these five senses: hear, taste, touch, hear. Hearing, taste, touch, sight, and smell. So if I can't hear it and I can't taste it, I can't touch it, 
I can't see it or I can't smell it, but I'm supposed to believe in it. Wait a minute now. Come on. That's a little, that's taking me out there a little far, Coach Coleman. And they told me Hebrew, or I'm sorry, Second Corinthians um, chapter 5, verse 7 says, we, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm a blind man walking, and that's the way I'm supposed to be. Coach Coleman, break it down for him. How can they get this? You got the floor, sir. Yeah, that um, that is so that is so important in life. Um, in the simple fact that we use the, the sight, because obviously, obviously, when you're walking, we're using our sight to guide us in the natural. Uh, it is something if we didn't have our sight and, and uh you know how providential it is that uh I talked about Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus wanted his natural sight back uh, because he may have been tired of having to have somebody to guide him. But listen to me, children of multi God. It is a pleasure to be guided by God. The simple fact that you would close your eyes and trust him, that you might walk by faith and not by sight, that you would have an opportunity to be taught by the Most High mm. God and show you the way, because there's so many things you don't understand and don't know. That being said, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Therefore, if you're still yeah. walking in the Spirit, he is guiding every single one of your footsteps to make sure you I think there's a scripture that says that the lines have fallen in pleasant places, so your feet find its way to those areas of life where you're graceful. So you need mm. to all you need to make it even more evident in this that you are able to walk by faith, not depending on your natural senses, because your natural senses will tell you one thing, when God is actually telling you something different. Uh, I'll go back to the man who was by the pool of Bethesda. He said specifically, mm-hmm. pick up your bed and walk. Right? right. The natural told him already that I couldn't get down to the pool. But Jesus told him, you didn't need a pool. You got me. Mm-hmm. So pick up your bed and walk. It, it made no sense at the time. And, you know, if you go back and you research that story, he didn't even know who Jesus is. But his faith connected with the word spoken. And the word spoken changed his life because he believed it. That's why you must walk by faith. Your, look, your natural conditions tell you you are lame. Your natural conditions tell you you can't get up from there. Your natural conditions will tell you these things. And so you cannot lean on your feelings. You cannot lean on your natural senses. God is, again, calling us up from mediocrity into those things. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stick yeah. with this. It said... Um, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. So yeah. God's going to tell you, you need to know if you're walking with God, you you don't need those things you see to, to be dependent on those things as a foundation. You need to have a foundation of faith to change what you see into what you believe. That's right. You want to change your world, you walk by faith. Because it will change what you see, what you see now into what you've been believing, and that's the reason you need not walk by faith. You need not walk by sight and by faith, so that you might just what you see might change every day, as you believe God for it. So I don't know about you, but it's, it's important. Just continue to believe God for more. 
and you watch it manifest in your life, regardless of what everybody else said, and everybody said it can't be done. You'll hear me say that over yeah. again, again, again. You might as well look. Somebody said you might as well fire up the train, because here it comes, baby. God is going to deliver. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, indeedy. Walk by faith and not by sight. Blind man walking. Amen. I love it. I love it. You know, we've been covering a whole lot here, and really it goes back down to that is the foundational standard that you have to have. And and a lot of people, they, they tell you you've got to have it, faith. You need it, faith. The Word of God says you've even been given a measure of it, faith. But if you don't actively choose to step out on it, then you're not doing what you're called to do. As Papa last said, we were commissioned. It says that when you accept Christ in your life, you are commissioned to go make disciples, not converts, but disciples. And those are the ones that you share not only your life experience with through the gospel, that they can see um, how God has changed your life through the gospel, but that we can actively speak boldly about the things that we're talking here today. We're going to give you a voice today to share, even if it's John 3.16, even if it's just Jesus loves you. You're going to start sharing this stuff because at the end of the day, it's all on you. So we get we get here sometimes and we get sidetracked. We get bombarded with the cares of this world that shuts our mouth. No longer. We're going to stand up. We're going to raise the standard. It, not only it starts in our home. We raise the standard in our home and it gets infectious. And we, we go out um, into our communities, into our states. Um, amen, amen I just got word we have Pastor, young Pastor Fulbright on the line God bless you sir, thank you for being in the locker room today We've been talking about the standards uh, What standard are you living by? We've been talking to the men about faith the foundation of the standard. If you don't have faith, it's impossible to please God. If you don't have faith, you really can't do anything. So we're just trying to get men to step out on their faith to know faith is, is really measured by your walk and not your talk that we can get, get together. Good to have you on here, sir. Uh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, men of God, each and every one of you. I'm just I'm sitting here just being blessed in my spirit, just uh, relaxing in the Lord and resting in his presence and just hearing the word, how it's feeding my soul and hearing this message about faith. And every day it's almost like we have to be reminded again and again how important it is to have faith and to know that your faith is going to be challenged time and time and time again. It can be challenged throughout the entire day. You know, multiple times a day. It can be challenged by family members. It can be challenged by people we see in the streets. It can even be challenged by our own thoughts. But I praise God just to know that if we hold on to our confession of faith and we believe in God, I believe when the men of God was talking about our God is a God that's powerful.
powerful that when we can speak, we can speak boldly because we serve the almighty yeah. God. So Ooh. once you believe in him, what what should we be afraid of? What can harm us now? And even if we are afraid of our, our the physical, I mean, we're going to be living in the spiritual. That's part of the reward that when we believe in God, that we'll be living forever, that we've been transformed yeah. into spiritual beings now. And nothing can take our life once we've given it to Christ. But if you try to hold on to your life, if you try to do it in your own power, that's when you'll notice you'll fail. So I just praise God. I, I, I thank God for each man of God on here, all you coaches. I'm being coached. You hear me? <laughs> I'm being coached right now. So I just thank God for you all. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Nehemiah, Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright, God bless you, sir. Um, glad to have you part of the locker room today. And, and and you have an open invitation, sir. Anytime you want to come back, we're here. But you know, thank you, sir. Soon, amen. Pastor Fulbright brought up uh, an interesting thing. We walk by faith and not by sight. Now, Apostle Paul said this. In verse 6, so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Then he says, walk by, we walk by faith, not by sight. And verse 8, if we are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, Coach Newton, I'm oh. getting these guys to level up because, you know, we know as, we, as of today, I was October the 2nd, 2021. Our world has changed unprecedented from even the last year. We're heading into that area, and I believe a prophecy, where we're going to be persecuted for what we believe. We see that going on now. So how important is this to have that faith in the eyes of persecution. Come on, oh. New Coach Newton, get them straight. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm a I'm a try to be nice, but being that we're close to the end, uh, I'd normally get kicked out the game anyway around this time. So let's just go for it. So, pretty much, when it comes to increasing your faith. In this time Well it's already Happening Well for example We have in the Third world countries we have people Literally losing their life Behind them Proclaiming Christ As lord of their life That's one Two here in America We have certain Social media platforms That are already Banning certain things being said on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all these places that we go. It's already happening. So what should I do to increase my faith? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, it's not going to be doing the normal stuff you're used to doing. What does that mean? Well, I tied to my church. I serve in every community. No. In this season, he's been asking for us to come to him. 
What does that mean? Now, we know how we all used to pursue our wives, right? Back in the day, we had our afros, some of us. Some of us had our waves. Some of us were captains of the football team. Some of us had that swag. Just saying. Don't forget the Jerry Curl. Oh, yes, and the Jerry Curl. Yes, that, that, and, and the Michael Jackson jacket for some of y'all. But anyway, but see, for, for Pastor Nehemiah, he got the hat on fleek. That's for the young school. See, I'm still trying to learn how to do that one with the, with the nice starched hat on the side. And you can't even – anyway, let me stop. But, uh, see, we're so used to doing things like normal. See, God has flipped the script on purpose because he's seeking relationship from his first creation. Who's his first creation, you might ask? It was the man. I'm sorry. No haterade on our ladies. But see, we have a place with God. See, we had intimacy with God in the garden. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. In the garden of mm-hmm. Eden, before Eve even came around, God and Adam was boys. It was right and die, hard in the paint doing it up for the kingdom. Then, here comes Eve. Now, I'm going to make an analogy, and some of y'all church folks going to get upset, but it's okay. See, you know how we act, gentlemen, when our ladies are around, especially when there's a threat. See, y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to be real, but I'm going to be real. See, we automatically get Defensive What did Adam do When Eve Ate the apple He got Defensive Why Mm. Because his, His human side Was compromised His relationship With God Was severed So therefore He stood by His wife Now am I saying on the natural aspect, he did the wrong thing or the right thing. On the natural side, he did the right thing. On the spiritual side, he did the wrong thing. That's why mm-hmm. we have to fight so hard now to have relationship with God because of just that. And you wonder why, as men, for some of us, I know a lot of y'all have perfect relationships and perfect marriages, and everything so peachy keen. But don't you understand, like when a man, he does not actually walk for God at first. And then all of a sudden, late in the midnight hour, in the club, with your boys, drunk out your mind, high out your mind, all of a sudden, God just drops a dime on you. And you come home, and you feel a change coming over you. You don't understand it, but something's different. Then something tells you to go to the house, which we are conditioned to do. We go to the house of the Lord. Therefore, something else happens. A change happens. Your faith begins to activate. Because you don't understand church stuff. Not yet. You heard of it, but we was on 
our lazy boys on Sunday watching the game. We wasn't worrying about no church. We went to church mm-hmm. on Easter. We went to church on the uh, Christmas programs and stuff like that. But we was not trying to mess up our Sunday afternoon going to church. So let me reel this in. The fact of the matter is, in this time, God wants his relationship back with his creation. His first creation, which was us, the man. Now, your life will probably, in some cases, not all, some cases, it might get turned, flipped, turned upside down like the Fresh Prince. Just saying. It might just flip to the point where your natural life could be under jeopardy. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I'm talking real because God has something big, but the men has to rise up. We got to stop being on our lazy boys in the natural and being in our lazy boys in the spiritual. Uh Uh-oh. We got to take our place in the kingdom of God. And no matter how hard it gets, we got to have faith and trust God to know that he's got our back even in the midst of your storm. He's got your back even in the midst of your boss telling you you're fired. Even in the midst, if your wife walks out on you today, we got to trust God that he will do the impossible in your life. And the only way we're going to do that is by developing a relationship with God. What does that mean? I'll reiterate and I'll reel it in. Read your word. Don't get the hardest version. Get the easiest you can understand. Once you develop your relationship in reading your word, or you can download the Bible app, which is absolutely free. Get a version you can understand, read it. Then you increase into a heart, another more amplified version. I like to suggest that one because the amplified version breaks down the word to its nitty gritty. And then you can get more advanced as you go. Your prayer life, number two. Your prayer life does not have to be in the unknown tongue, or we call it the spiritual language. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. will come. That will come. If you don't have no clue, how are you going to speak in tongues? I'm just saying. That's a whole other show. So talk to him as we're talking to you right now, gentlemen. Talk to God just like we're talking to you. As you build your relationship and communication with the Father, he will not only increase your faith, he will enlarge your territory and increase your prayer life and your spiritual language will come into play. This is Coach Chris. I just got ejected from the game. They're pulling me away, Coach D. So they're about to kick me out the stadium. So back to you. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, this is good stuff here. Good stuff. Coach Andy, I got one for you and, and, and Papa Lass over there. You know, because the question came out, and the guys told me in the book of Daniel, in the book of Daniel, the third chapter, 16 through 28, 
And I would, I, I'm not going to read it for the sake of time, but I am going to give a little backdrop. In the book of Daniel, the third chapter, 16th and 28th, 16th through the 28th verse, you have these three individuals. These were three Hebrew individuals that was in captivity. And they they were in captivity under a king called Nebuchadnezzar. And their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, an order went out that all the citizens in that region, all the citizens under King Nebuchadnezzar's rule was at a certain time of the day to bow down and worship him. These three individuals refused. So the manner of death then was the fiery furnace where they would heat a furnace up and they would throw them in their lives and they would burn. And I'm going to just read, read portions of scriptures just to, so you and Papa Lask can, can minister this. And verse 19 says, And Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and expression on his face changed for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Now, whoever's listening to this, you might be on your job, you might be in your community, and your choice of serving your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may be challenged right now. And you feel like you're up against the place where you're going to get thrown in the fiery furnace. But we're here today that you can take that bold stand because these men were determined not to bow down. And I want to go to that scripture that says, and he commanded the mighty, Lord, let me go back. Let me go back. I, I, I went to Went too far down um, When they were asked Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Answered and said to the king Oh Nebuchadnezzar We have no need to answer you in this matter if, if that is the case Our God whom we serve Is to deliver us from the burning furnace A fiery furnace And he will deliver us from your hand O king But let it not let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will worship the gold image which you have set up. Sounds like a lot of stuff we're going through today in today's <laughs> society. Sounds like a lot. But Coach Andy, Papa Lad, Shadrach, Meshach took a stand. But guess what? They didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They didn't have Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Timothy, James, Hebrews. They didn't have that to fall on. How can I get that standard that they operate of faith in my life when these young men didn't have it? You have the floor, sir. Well, uh, it's good you bring up this story because it's one of my favorites. It's a wonderful example. And, you know, you're right. These guys didn't have the New Testament. They had, behold, your God is one, and you shall have no other gods before me. <laughs> you know, they, you have 
these uh, scriptures <laughs> where uh, the promises that they saw through their history that the Lord brought them out of Egypt, that he brought their father Abraham out of um, idol worship and into uh, worship of the one true God. And then he, he brought him to a promised land and gave him everything provided. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to some people today about it. When they went left Egypt, they were full. They had Egypt gave them money, riches, all of that. And when they went into the promised land, you realize they didn't need to use any of that money to buy land. They didn't. Mm. God gave that land. So all of that wealth that they got from Egypt was not even intended to purchase land or do that. It was for building. It was for what wow. they would do in the promised land. It was for building a tabernacle, for doing all the things. And, you know, I don't think we really realize that God's provided everything for us, that all he asked us to do is to build on what he's He's provided. And uh, so – uh, a neat little thing about this too that I just got uh, uh, a little a minister shared with us that you know we always pray that the Lord would rescue us from tribulations and trials. You know God could have put out the fire. That's We've right. Gotta, That's right. Powerful. He did not put out the fire. He allowed those three to go into the fire, and he went in with them. And that to me is. It's so important for us to realize that just because you're in the fiery furnace, that and don't don't look for God to put out the fiery furnace. He'll be with you in the fiery furnace. And uh, just we, I know in my life I have just always tried to avoid tribulation. I've tried to avoid the fiery furnace. And when I understand that, no. and one guy even said, you know, if you look at this, the soldiers who were throwing them into the fiery furnace were burnt up. So how did they actually end up in the fiery furnace? <laughs> could could mm-hmm. they have walked in the fiery furnace? Or could Jesus have pushed them in? And this is funny. But, I mean, you know, could he have uh, pushed them in and joined them in? He's like, hey, let's go for a little ride into the furnace. <laughs> I mean, he was not afraid of the fiery furnace. God, Jesus was not afraid of the fiery furnace, and neither should we, because he has promised to never leave us or forsake us. And here's my dad. Amen. A while back, I was in Afghanistan. And uh, uh, when I was in Afghanistan, I had a tremendous experience. And I, I was going to meditate on how I could increase in faith. And so I had about an hour, and I laid down, and I was going to meditate on this. And I found myself sitting on a curb with Jesus. Mm. And he knew what I was trying to meditate on. It was how to increase in faith. And so he said, the first thing he said to me was, you could hang out with me for about three years. That's how the apostles increased in faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Mm -hmm. uh, the 11th chapter of Daniel, it says, those that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. Wow. When you hang out with him, when you really get to know him, that's when your faith grows. And they had a habit of praying three times a day. Daniel was praying. They weren't going to bow down to that statue. Because they were praying three times. They were talking to God every day, several times a day, in the morning, 
in the afternoon, in the evening. They were praying. They were getting close. They were walking with him. They were hanging out with him year after year, mm. year after year. And I'll tell you what, they were hanging out with him so much that he walked right into that fiery furnace with him. And that's wow. where the faith comes to go into that fiery furnace is by knowing that I'm hanging out with God, knowing I'm hanging out with Jesus, knowing I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what that that love of the Holy Spirit casts out all fear. We fall in love with our Father, and when we fall in love with our Father, we fall in love with His Son. When we fall in love with His Son, we fall in love with those who He died for. Wow. And we cannot we cannot refuse the call to warn them of what's coming. Amen. 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 That's good stuff there. Man, I am fired up. You know, guys, we want to we want you to level up and raise your standard. Why? Why is that? And Coach Coleman hit it great earlier. We want you to raise your standard because, see, we're going to have to leave a legacy for this next generation. And what you live is what you leave. And we need to see more godly men operating in their godly, God-given talents and calling. We don't need the fluffy stuff no more, the old cotton candy, honey-dripping type message. We need the truth back in the land. And I think that that's the thing that really got me fired up is I'm seeing so much truth being compromised in the land. Some of the things that they're saying is okay now that the Bible says isn't okay ever. But we've fallen victim to being almost wooed and lured to sleep on these things because it, 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 it's really a travesty to, to those that we talked about in the Hall of Faith and those that walked before us because, you know, it's just like you got to think it from this point of view. If you leave someone something, just say a house, and you come back and that house is just torn down, you're going to feel really disappointed and maybe even angry and disappointed in those that you left it to because you're going to say, how did you take care of this? Why didn't you take care of this? I paved the way for you to have this, and you misused it. That's how I feel right now. To those that are in the Hall of Faith that, that cry, declaring call to come to Jesus, to have a relationship with the Father, and, and, and I feel like sometimes I've let them down because I've sat on my lazy boy and not really did what I was supposed to do. So I'm asking you the question today. What is it that you want to leave? Do you want to leave a legacy where the next generation coming up under you are making their goals and decisions based on what God said is true? Or do you want them to make decisions of their goals and, 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 and based on what the current environment says is true? See, we need to raise our standard and level up. And Coach Andy, we were talking a while back, and he set all this off, really. I, I, tell, I tell him it's his fault. He set this off, and I want you to turn to Mark 9, 14 through 29. And I know we're running out of time, 
but I got to get touch on this. Uh, 14 and, and through 29. And the thing that really stuck out in this, for the sake of time, I'm going to um, – I'm going to kind of give you a backdrop on it, but I want to start really at verse 25 through 29. And verse 25 in chapter 9 of Mark says, When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed and grinning, and came out, and he became as one dead, that as many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he heard, when and when he came out of the house, the disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we not cast him out? So he said to them, this can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. But the thing that really let me give you a quick backdrop. This was this was an account of the young of the father that had to um that had his son that was that was possessed. And if you look at uh let's see what verse is that. The father said uh, in verse 24, well, Jesus said in 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. And 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And I think that's just what's plaguing us today. Is not that we don't believe It's the level of unbelief We allow to permeate our life And let me, and let me set this straight Just so we can, we can stay on, on format Of what we're talking to here When you lower your standard Against the word of God You allow an open door of unbelief To permeate your life Because your standard is going to be the truth the unbelief is what it wants you to believe, which is not the truth. So, Coach Coleman, help the guys with their unbelief before we get off here. Because they're, they're crying. They're crying in tears. They're saying, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Talk to them, Coach Coleman. Get them straight. Well, let's first understand that you receive not because of your goodness, because you have no goodness to account for. So if it's because you think you have to be good enough to get what God wants to give you, then that's, you're in error already. So let's just put that, that's item number one. You can't be good enough to get this blessing. It only comes by faith. You must believe, therefore, that the blood of Jesus Christ has taken care of your sin. Therefore, we then, go, we then go to the scripture that says the just shall live by faith. If you don't know what I just did, I just explained to you why you might be filthy, 
Christ can make you clean. Therefore, you're now justified by the blood of Jesus Christ because you believe on the work that Jesus Christ did that you could not do. And now you're made righteous in the eyes of God. Now, when you come before the Father, he's not seeing the things that you've done in error. He's seeing the things that Christ has done to make you righteous. So he sees the blood, which makes you in right standing. So now you can ask. I just want to get this out of the way because sometimes we think we have to work to get there. The work has already been done for you to get there. I don't, I don't, look, you don't have to build this bridge. It's already built for you. This bridge, Amen. this bridge has already been built by Christ himself. When he got on that cross, you might as well use the wood on that cross to build a bridge from where you were nowhere to you get to somewhere. Amen. I want to let you know, when he sealed every single slot of that bridge with his blood, I'm going to build this out today. I just feel it in my spirit. He sealed it with his blood, yes. so therefore you have covenant. So let's come on. Let's just knock out number item number one. I'm not good enough for the blessing. You are. Because once you believe in what God has done for you. Matter of fact, the scripture says he purchased you with his own blood. With his mm. own blood. God purchased with his own blood So I want to make this clear That's what separates what we do From all other uh, Faiths in the world Is because there is a righteous Standing before God Not by your work but by the work He's done You just only need belief So I want to say that help your unbelief Maybe you feel you don't, you're not worthy And that's what I'm talking about Maybe you feel you're not worthy How about I go to the second one which is most which we mostly encounter is a simple fact that other people have let you down. Well, God right, is not right. other people. God Come is on, not man. other people. God, I'll say that one more time. God is not other people. He is not slack concerning his promises. He will perform just what he says. Matter of fact, he says heaven and earth will pass away before one word that I've spoken yeah. ever feels. So I want to encourage you today. If those are your two major reasons on why you can't believe because other people have let you down, God won't let you down. He never fails. Or because you feel you're unworthy, God's already made you worthy, according to Scripture. So you might as well believe you're in right standing with him. So you might as well stand before the Lord and say, Lord, fill up my cup. Let it overflow and then allow him to work in your life. So I am saying hmm. to you, go to that word of God. Go read that word of God because it is his letter to you, his love letter to you, right? Yeah. That says, you are mine, I am yours. Come here, son. Come here, daughter. Get into this kingdom blessing and get all you can. And when you get all you can, can all you get. All right? I'm back to you. Amen. Amen. Awesome stuff. Well, we're slowly running out of time here. Um I, I, I pray that you were blessed. This was actually, and, and, and I, I apologize, please forgive me. This was part two of that faith standard that we're talking about. And it looks like we're going to have a part three because we still got some road to travel on this because it's critical. It's critical, men, that you're out there because we want you to operate as God designed all of us to operate. We are team. We can't have somebody 
wounded, mortally wounded out on the battlefield and think it's okay. We're going to come and get you. That's discipleship. That's what it's about. It just ain't about preaching to you. It just ain't about just making sure you're here. We want to come get you. And and we encourage you to go out on the Psalmist Voice uh, Facebook page. Drop us a line. If you've been touched by this, if you want to know more about this, and or, or, or this is an area of concern and, and a problem or a stronghold for you in your life, drop us a line. We'll definitely one of the coaches will get back to you. Or you can go out on the Men of Purpose uh, website. Drop us a line there. Uh, or the Men of Purpose Facebook page. Um, you, you can reach us there as well. Or you can email us at moplockerroom.com. Um, I'm sorry, moplockerroom at gmail.com. And we'll get back to you because that's what it's about, man. We're tired of seeing men suffer out there. We're tired of seeing families being torn apart. We're tired of seeing communities decimated by evil. We're tired of these states just succumbing to what every whim of false doctrine is put across in that. We're tired of this nation being lackluster and off the foundation in which uh, God established for it. We're tired. We're just tired of that. And we want to set the tone to raise the standard because it starts with men. Ezekiel 22.30 says it starts with men. God is looking for men. And I'm not taking anything away from women, but God is looking for men to stand in the hedge that he can heal the land. He's looking for the men to raise the standard, the covenant keepers to raise the standard, to say this goes against the word of God and it's not okay on my watch. So we want to make sure it's clear. We want to get with you men because when you get back out there on that field of life, we want you to get back out there in winning form. That's what we strive to do every time we come to you because we love you. And we want to see you succeed in Christ. But if you're listening now, and maybe this is the first time you've heard this program, maybe this is the first time that you've uh, even heard anything like this, you know, and, and you're wondering about your salvation, and you, you, you're wanting to meet this man, Jesus. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. All you got to do is ask, Lord, I need you. I need a Savior. My life is messed up. I don't know which way to turn. I don't know which way to go, but I'm inviting you in my heart right now to clean me up and set me on the course you have destined for me. Because I can tell you, each and every man that is on this call today didn't come out the womb saved. They didn't come out knowing it all, having it all. Every man on this line you heard minister, the powerful ministry that the Holy Spirit was speaking through these men today, they had to accept Jesus Christ as the Savior in their life. And we're nobody. We're just like you. 
And if you feel the need for a Savior after listening to this, invite him into your heart. Just speak it. Lord, I need you. Jesus, I need you to come clean me up. And then if you do, drop us a line. We want to hear from you. We want to know your name. Because we are here to raise the standard for you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, hey, I got to give a shout out to Pastor Fulbright, Nehemiah Fulbright. God bless you, sir. Glad you came on. I got to give a shout out to Papa Lass. He brought the fire to today. I'm telling you that 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 was some awesome, awesome stuff. And I want to give a shout out to all my coaches on my coaching staff. You guys were crunk up today. I'm telling you. I, I, I don't know if it was infectious or not, but I know I was fired up. I even told Coach Andy uh, I was fired up today. So I'm thankful. For for you guys listening today. I'm thankful to the coaches for coming on and walking alongside with me today. And we're going to get at this the next time. Go out on the website, TPB, Men of Purpose Locker Room. Go out on the Facebook page, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, The Psalmist Voice. We're out there. We're everywhere. Tune us in to your favorite podcasting platform, Men of Purpose Locker Room. We love you. We thank you for tuning in, and we will see you the next time. Remember, raise that standard in your life. God bless you. I love you. Get back on the field. Let's go. Get it.